Welcome back. So in this lesson, we're going to talk about points of comparison. Again, we are getting closer to our compare and contrast essay. That's going to be your second essay assignment in this course. And we started talking about in the last lesson, academic and home English. And what I ask you to do is to start thinking about the differences between the two. Uh, what I want to do right now is uh, discuss points of comparison and how we can use that to compare two items or objects. So the question that you want to think about when you're comparing two things, no matter what you're comparing, you want to ask yourself on what grounds am I comparing these two items? So we do this all the time. So if you're shopping for a new car, if you're shopping for a new TV, if you're deciding whether or not to um, to go to work or to call out sick or uh, what job to take or what school to go to. We compare items and concepts all the time. We use points of comparison. Let me show you what I mean. So for example, if you were debating whether or not to purchase a motorcycle or a car, what are some things that come to mind? What are some things that you would need to consider to make an informed decision? First thing I think about is cost, right? What is the cost of a motorcycle versus what is the cost of a car? You can think about actually buying the thing, insuring it, um, filling up gas, right? We need to consider cost on both sides. Safety is a big one. Uh, what are the safety features of a motorcycle? What are the safety features of a car? If you have kids, uh, will the kids be safe on a motorcycle? Will the kids be safe in the car? These are things we think about. Uh, I mentioned filling up on gas, miles per gallon. If you know gas costs $3.50 and you can fill up your car for 50 bucks twice a week, once or twice a week, you can fill up your motorcycle uh, for less and ride a lot longer, right? Miles per gallon. Uh, motorcycles get a higher mile per gallon. Uh, also function. If, if it's just you and you're going on a short trip, motorcycle may be perfect. A, a car also works. If you're going on a longer haul and you have things to carry, you want to consider that between the two. Here's another example. You all are enrolled in an iTunes U course right now. So let's compare an iTunes U course versus a traditional college level class. So you're taking an iTunes U course but you probably thought, eh, I should brush up on my writing skills. Maybe I'll take a course at the local college. What are some things that you thought about? A big one, especially with iTunes U, is this idea of accessibility. Many of you are taking this course on your iPads or on your MacBooks. You can access this stuff anywhere in the world. In a traditional classroom setting, you're bound to the class schedule. You're bound to one specific uh, experience. What about environment? A traditional classroom setting has a very specific environment. You go to a physical building. You are there with other students. You meet face-to-face -face with an instructor. Whereas iTunes U, you could be sitting on the beach. You can be on the subway. You can be in an airplane. You can be in your, the comfort of your living room taking a class. Uh, how about grading? 
Grading is something that I think is very interesting in this iTunes U course because it's a writing course. You do a lot of your grading on your own. I give you some self-assessment guides, but you grade yourself. Uh, how would you compare that to taking a traditional college level class? Right? There are some clear distinctions. And how about this idea of community? You're taking an iTunes U course. This course is accessible to anyone in the entire world who has access to the internet and iTunes. Um, a traditional bricks and mortar class is accessible really only to you know 20, 25, 27 students. And it builds different communities. In a traditional class you have people that you meet with, you have physical writing groups in an iTunes U course. Your community is the larger iTunes U environment. So when we're thinking about comparing two items, we want to highlight points of comparison. And that is exactly what we just discussed with our two examples, iTunes U versus traditional courses and motorcycle, purchasing a motorcycle versus purchasing a car. Start to think about this in terms of academic and home English. How would you compare the two, the two Englishes? On what grounds, what points of comparison can you make for academic and home English? And we can look at a couple different examples. We already talked about audience being a big factor last lesson. How does audience influence academic English? How does it influence home English? There is a specific audience that you turn on your academic English for. There's a specific audience that you turn on your home English for. How about purpose? If you're going to a job interview, what version of English are you going to use? If you're at home dealing with your kids or your family members, what version of English are you going to use? How about mechanics? Take a look at your most recent text message or your most recent Facebook or Twitter post. Uh, what does the punctuation look like? What does the spelling look like? Versus a letter that you sent or an email that you sent uh, or an interview with someone. Very different mechanics. Another one could be perception. If you walk into a room and you speak perfect academic English, people are going to perceive you differently. If you come into a room and speak a home English, uh, people who are not familiar with that version of English may perceive you differently. They may perceive you in a negative light. So these are all things that we need to consider when we're talking about points of comparison and specifically academic and home English. Again, this is going to be the focus of your second major writing assignment is comparing academic English and home English. The bulk of this essay is going to be focused on these points of comparison. You may come up with your own points of comparison. These are four examples. And the next step is going to be how do we define these two concepts? So what exactly does academic English mean? What exactly does home English mean? And we'll get that get to that in a future lesson.